Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of our podcast called The Motorcycle Podcast. Now we are back after a long break and yes, since we are back now, again, we're going to discuss some races that happened in the past couple of weeks, especially in MotoGP and in World Superbike. So let's begin this race special podcast after this intro. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. Now, as I've told you before, we missed the schedule of our podcast for a couple of weeks. So, we're going to quickly go through some of the races that happened in the past couple of weeks and tell you what happened exactly in those races. So, we're going to discuss two World Survive races and one MotoGP race in this episode. So, let's begin this episode with a World Superbike race in Prosecco, DOC, Aragon, where Scott Redding and Jonathan Ray showed some tremendous racing moments and a weekend where we saw the championship lead change hands. So let's begin with analyzing the first race that happened in Aragon. Aragon saw a fantastic change of hands in the championship lead as Scott Redding from the Aruba Ducati team took victory after an intense battle with Jonathan Ray. Scott Redding started the race in third place while pole man Jonathan Ray had a poor start. Ray took that chance fantastically well as he took the lead after some laps. Then on lap 7, he was passed by Redding and he was behind Redding for quite some time. But as you all know, Redding's Ducati's straight line speed is so much that it kept Redding ahead although Re continued to pressurize the rider throughout the race. Both changed positions for a while but in the end Redding took the lead as Re trying to overtake went wide. Now a few laps later Davies passed Re and started to close the gap on Redding but he managed to complete the race in second position behind Redding where he lost out from his Ducati teammate by three tenths the pair claimed a Ducati 1-2 finish after a long time reclaiming a third place position on the podium on his 150th start for the Kawasaki racing team. Michael Ruben Rinaldi of Team Co-11 secured fourth place in the race and continued his impressive form with the Italian rider attacking the positional place of Michael Van der Mark, who eventually finished in fifth. Meanwhile, top rack Razgatlioglu, I can't pronounce his name properly, fought his way back through the field to claim 6th place after finishing 10 seconds behind his teammate. Now, Loris Bass of 10K Racing Yamaha classified in 7th place despite starting on the front row. He took the lead in the start, but in the end, he lost out as he fought with Xavi Forest and eventually finished in 7th place. Federico Caricasulo of the GRT Yamaha World Superbike Junior Team finished in 9th place with Leon Haslam of Team HRC completing the top 10. Leandro Mercado claimed an 11th place finish ahead of Sylvan Barrier in 12th. Roman Ramos marked his 100th World Superbike start with a points finish as the Spaniard completed his first race since his return to the championship. Takumi Takahashi of the MIE Racing Althea Honda Team scored his first points finish of the 2020 season with 15th in race 1. Eugene Laverty of the BMW Motorrad World Superbike official team finished in 16th place. After a dramatic start, the Irish rider came off his bike 
on the lap to the grid. Even though Laverty was given the right through penalty during the race, he still was able to finish ahead of Lorenzo Gabellini of the MIE Racing Althea Honda team. Christoph Ponson of the Nuovo M2 racing team had a crash during the race in the corkscrew section which made the Frenchman pulled out of the race on his Aprilia while Alex Lowe's of the Kawasaki Racing World Bike team retired from the race. Lowe's came off his bike over the crest of the hill which meant he eventually retired from the race. Tom Sykes of the BMW Motorrad World Bike team pitted in the early stages of the race while Garrett Gerloff also suffered a crash in the first half of the race. Alvaro Batista and Maximilian Shape both retired from the race after separate incidents on the same lap. Now, the top six riders following the race one result are Scott Ridding of Aruba Ducati in the number one position, Chaz Davies of Aruba Ducati in number two position, Jonathan Ray of Kawasaki Racing Team in third position, Michael Rubin Rinaldi of Team Go 11 in 4th position, Michael Van der Mark of Patayamaha in 5th position and Toprak Razgat Lioglu of Patayamaha in 6th position. So it was an intense race where the championship lead changed place and Scott Redding once again showed who's the boss. With this race, we move on to the Super Bowl race that happened after this one. Let's analyze the Super Bowl race that happened after race 1 where Ree claimed his fourth consecutive Bowl victory. Now, Sunday weekend moved ahead. Jonathan Ray claimed victory in the Tissot Bowl race in Motorland, Oregon, as he secured his pole position for race two. In the beginning, Ree fell behind Loris Bass, similar to race one, but took two corners to regain the lead. He pulled away from the chasing group to claim victory in the Super Bowl race. Alvaro Batista secured 4th place after the Spanish rider passed Alex Loos on closing laps of the 10-lap race. Batista finally secured his best result of 2020 and Honda's first top 4 finish since Puriram race in 2018. Chas Davies managed to pass Loos on the final lap, making the 7-time Aragon race winner Davies to start the race 2 in 5th. Toprak Razgatlioglu of Pata Yamaha World Bike official team battled his way up from 11th place and secured a third row start in the race too. Michael Ruben Rinaldi of Team Go 11 fell back during the race but was able to claim a 9th place finish to take a third row start for race 2. Drama was seen on lap 1 when Tom Sykes of the BMW Motorrad World Bike team went off the track at turn 8 and 9 Coxroo section after battling with Chas Davies. He rejoined the circuit and then made contact with Leandro Mercado as the Argentinian rider came off his bike and had to retire from the race. Sykes was surprisingly able to continue with the race. It was a horrendous day for the Argentinian rider as Mercado had to be taken to the medical center for a checkup after the incidents and Sykes was placed under investigation. So, in an eventful 10-lap race, Jonathan Ray took the victory while Scott Redding came in second. Michael Van der Mark came in third as Alvaro Batista came in fourth. Chas Davies made it to fifth as Alex Lowe's made it to sixth. With this race completed in a jiffy, it was time for the all-important race two. Now, in race two, Jonathan Ray secured his second win in Aragon while Batista got his first podium after a while. 
Now in the race to Jonathan Ray of the Kawasaki Racing Team reclaimed his championship lead with a race 2 victory at Motorland Aragon. Restarted the race from pole position and despite pressure from Scott Redding was able to pull back from the chasing pack. Ray led in every lap throughout the race despite a mistake on lap 14. Due to the mistake, it allowed Chas Davies to close in the gap and despite Davies attempting move after move on Ree, Ree held on to take the venture victory. Alvara Batista started the race in 4th place. He moved ahead of Reading in early stages of the race as he claimed his first podium for Honda and Honda's first podium since Magni Course in 2016. Reading finished the race in 4th place after being passed by Batista and Davies. The British rider made a move on Michael Van der Mark on lap 4 to secure himself that 4th place. Michael Ruben Rinaldi of Team Go11 claimed 5th place with Michael Van der Mark finishing in 6th. Leon Haslam finished in 7th place after a monumental battle with 5 riders which were right behind his tail. Top rack Rasgat Lioglu claimed 8th position while Alex Lowe's took the 9th position. Garrett Gerloff completed the top 10 as there was just one second separating Haslam, Rasgat Lioglu, Lowe's and Gerloff. So Gerloff had to fight a lot for that position but he still managed to complete a top 10 finish. Chavi Forrest had a very good result in 11th place finishing less than a tenth of a less than tenth of a second behind American rider Gerloff as a part of the group of five riders. Tom Sykes was the lead BMW rider in 12th place. Federico Caricasulo finished around 3 seconds behind Sykes in 13th. Eugene Laverty and Maximilian Schiep completed the points with 14th and 15th place. Sylvan Barrier, Christoph Ponson, Takumi Takahashi and teammate Lorenzo Gabellini all managed to finish the race. Loris Bass unfortunately had to retire from the race following a crash on lap 4 at turn 15. The French rider was unable to rejoin the race. Marco Melandri had to retire with a technical issue and Roman Ramos retired from the race on the penultimate lap. So the top 6 riders following this World Superbike race 2 were Jonathan Ray in 1st position, Chaz Davies in 2nd position, Alvaro Batista in 3rd, Scott Redding in 4th position, Michael Ruben Rinaldi in 5th position and Michael Vandemark in 6th position. It was a race of twists and turns in uh, Motorland Aragon as the championship lead changed hands starting from race 1 and eventually ending up with Jonathan Ray in race 2. So it was an eventful round and uh, it was an intense race between the two main rivals. The rest of the pack tried to do their best but it was eventually the two main riders in the 2020 season that took the honours in Motorland Aragon. So this was the race analysis of the Motorland Aragon GP. And with that, we move on to a MotoGP race which happened in Steria round. So as the race happened two weekends back, Oliveira, Miller and Paul Aspagro took the race to the final corner as eventually Miguel Oliveira won the 900th GP race 
in MotoGP Steria. Yes. If we talk about the race, it was a dramatic and an insane red-flagged BMW Grand Prix of Steria where Miguel Oliveira of the Red Bull KTM Tech 3 team defeated Jack Miller of Prague Racing and Paul Espargaro of the Red Bull KTM Factory Racing in the final corner on the final lap to take his first MotoGP win in the 900th Premier Class race. Oliveira's handed Portugal and the Tech 3 team with their first Premier Class wins in his 150th Grand Prix race. When the race started, dark clouds crept over the Styrian Mountains at the start of the race to raise the pulsating tension which was already there. A flag-to-flag race looked like a ever-increasing possibility as the clouds gathered around the racetrack. Now, despite the cloudy day, it was a dry start to the race where Joan Mir of Team Suzuki X-Star got off to a fantastic start from P3 to snatch the first position from the pole sitter Paul Espargaro. Miller also got away well from the fourth on the grid as the talented Australian rider wasted no time in getting past Espargaro. Now, before you know it, Miller was leading the race even though he was facing terrible shoulder trouble. Now, despite a good start, Mir was forced to drop a position as he ran wide in the beginning laps at the start of the race. Fabio Cartoraro of the Petronas Yamaha SRT team had a bad start he was not looking for. The championship leader dropped to P14 after he ran wide at Turn 1. Andre De Vincioso of the Ducati team made a good start and was up to 6th on lap 2. As the race went on, Miller was holding the pole position with Mir and Takaki Nakagami in hot pursuit. The Japanese rider eventually got the better of Paul Espargaro on the opening laps as the three riders slowly pulled clear of the chasing pack. Lap 5 saw Mir lead the race while Miller and Nagagami saw themselves half a second clear of Paul Espargaro and Alex Rins. On lap 8, the leading trio was 1.2 second clear of everyone else. Maverick Mirnales though looked good in 7th but the number 12, Quartararo and Valentino Rossi were struggling to maintain good pace as they were running in P9, P10 and P11. Now, Cortoraro's brake issues started to plague again as the Frenchman had to look into his brakes during the middle of the race. His title rival, Dovisioso, also could not show the pace he had shown all weekend as he was not able to catch the leading trio. Now, up front, Mir stretched his lead and by lap 13, Mir lead was up by 1.3 seconds. The chasing duo of Miller and Nakagami were left behind but were 2 seconds clear of the next chasing pack of Paul Espargaro and Alex Rins. Nakagami eventually got the better of Miller on lap 16. The LCR man made his move at turn 6 and he set his sights on Mir. But there was drama which was about to happen in Steria. A few laps prior, Benyales slowed up and held his hand up 
to suggest something was wrong with this YZR M1. But due to no confirmation from his pit crew, he continued the race. Then with 12 laps to go, the Spaniard bailed out as he jumped off his bike in turn 1 due to a brake failure. His machine rocketed into the fence in turn 1, deflating the fence as his bike went up in flames. Thankfully, Vinales was able to walk away mostly unharmed in the incident. The incident eventually brought the race to a halt as the red flags came out. When the lights went out for a second time, Mir again got off to a perfect start from pole with Miller getting stuck in third. Paul Aspargaro got away from the line well but he ran wide, allowing Miller to regain ground in turn 2 and 3. Miller started to lead the race as the GP20's brutal speed became too much for Mir's GSX RR. Nakagami got left behind this time at the start as Japanese rider dropped to 7th. Just like the opening race, KTM's Oliveira and Binder were scrapping to fight for P4. Miller set the race pace with a blistering 123.928 lap as the pace in the restarted race was electric. With 8 laps to go in the race, Paul Espagro set the fastest lap of the race. The KTM rider eventually made his move over Mir on turn 3. The number 44 was then all over the back of Miller. Paul attempted a pass in turn 1 but went wide, allowing Miller to blast straight past him. This move eventually made Oliveira and Mir close in the Portuguese rider as he was up into 3rd. Dovi had a difficult race as he went wide in turn 1. Then he again went wide in turn 9 with 6 laps to go. He desperately tried to get close in on the leaders as the race moved into the final laps. With 6 laps remaining, it became a fight between the lead group of 7 with Pinder losing touch as he ran wide in turn 1. Paul took the lead from Miller at turn 9 but he wasn't able to pull away clearly. Mir ran wide in turn 4 allowing Dovinzioso to grab 4th as Miller and Oliveira were all over the back of Paul's RC16. The top 5 riders were close. However, Mir and Dovinzioso dropped off the pace slightly with Tovi running wide again in turn 9. Heading on to the last lap, the battle was between the two KTMs and the Ducati. Paul Espargaro versus Miller versus Oliveira was about to happen. Two riders chasing their first win and one chasing their first dry race win was on the cards. Paul led in the beginning of the last lap and got a pull out of the first corner. Coming into the breaking zone, Paul went ultra-defensive. This move compromised his exit as Miller used the power of his Ducati to reel in the KTM. Miller was alongside Paul and made the move stick into a tricky downhill right-hander. Miller held firm through the left-handers while Paul got the run up the hill and swerved inside to go underneath Miller. This was tantalizing as it all came down to the final corner. Getting a better run 
down in turn one, Miller break late and dive underneath pole. This made the duo go wide and guess who was waiting in the wings to pick up the pieces. Yes, you guessed it right, it was Miguel Oliveira. Staying in his race line, Oliveira blasted past Miller and Paul to seal a historic victory for himself, Portugal and Tech 3 team. Miller picked up his second Red Bull rostrum of 2020 with Paul claiming the P3 for his first dry podium in MotoGP. 0.50 was the eventual time difference between the podium finishers. In the end, we feel sorry for Mir. Two seconds clear before the red flag, the rider was on his way to a maiden Premier Class win. But eventually it wasn't to be. Mir used a heavy front tyre in the race too, which eventually cost him the race. Tovincioso couldn't make it two from two, although he closed the gap to Kartuaro with the gap now being just three points. Another unfortunate victim of the red flag was Nakagami. He had to settle for P7 in Styria after looking odds-on favourite to pick up his first maiden podium. Pinder's turn one run cost him a chance of a top six finish. It was a dismal day for Vinales as the crash meant zero points from Styria. Quartararo P13 finish keeps him top of the standing. 10th place went in the way of rookie Iker Lekunia, who rounds off a fantastic day for Red Bull KTM Tech 3 team. This was Spaniard's second top 10 on the row as the 20-year-old crossed the line half a second behind 9-time world champion Valentino Rossi. Danilo Petrucci and Alex Espargaro finished ahead of Quartararo with Zohan Zarco and Franco Morbidelli completing the points positions. Finally, if we analyze the race in totality, now three points is the difference between Quartararo and Devoncioso. This has spiced things up for the next race. Miller now is just 13 points adrift from these two, which adds in the excitement. With 6 points separating Pinder in 4th and Oliveira in ninth, 2020 has officially erupted and no other sport on the planet right now is as exciting as MotoGP. So with this, we end the analysis of the stadium race. It was a phenomenal race as discussed where everything possible that we could imagine happened. It was an eventful race. And uh, we saw another new winner in the race. So after the race, the top 10 riders were Miguel Oliveira in the first position. Jack Miller took the second position. Paul Espargaro in third. Joan Mir took the fourth position. Andre Devincioso took the fifth position. Alex Rins took the sixth position. Takaki Nakagami had to settle for seventh. While Brad Binder was in eighth. Dr. Valentino Rossi was in ninth, as the rookie Aiker Lacuna was in 10th. So with this race now done, let's move on to the Terrell round of World Survive Race that happened a week after that. So we start off the analysis with race 1, where Michael Rubin Rinaldi 
won his first World Superbike race. Now, Motel Superbike World Championship saw a new face on the podium as Michael Rubin Rinaldi of Team Co11 claimed his maiden victory in race one for the Pirelli Terrell round in Motorland, Aragon. Rinaldi had started the second on the grid as he made his way through the race and won the race for the first time in his World Superbike career. Rinaldi held the second place on the opening lap and used the straight line speed of his Ducati to pass Jonathan Ray on turn 16 of the opening lap. From there, he lapped consistently faster than the regaining champion to claim himself the first position. Ray finished the race in second place and gained 20 points on the championship rival Scott Redding, who crashed out in lap 7. Redding was under pressure from Alvaro Batista as he managed crash in lap 7, which meant Re has taken the 20 points lead after the race 1. After race 1. This crash meant the champion is now 30 points clear of Redding. The other Aruba Ducati racing team rider, Chaz Davies, claimed a podium as the two Ducati machines finished in top 3. Davies battled for third with Batista before the Spanish rider crashed out in lap 14, in turn 14, and retired from the race. Michael Mandemark finished in fourth place as the lead Yamaha rider, one place ahead of fellow teammate Toprak Raskatliuk. Alex Lowe's battled illness to take a sixth place finish after battling throughout the race with a lot of riders. Eugene Laverty claimed 8th position with Federico Caricasulo claimed a top 10 finish in front of Tom Sykes. Garrett Gerloff finished in 11th place while Loris Bass took the 12th position. Xavi Forrest secured a 13th place finish while Matteo Ferrari secured points on his World Superbike debut. Takumi Takahashi completed the points place. Maximilian Schiep was the last qualified rider in 16th position. Batista, unfortunately, Batista and Redding did not complete the race alongside Roman Ramos, Marco Melandri, Sylvain Bar- Barrier. All of them retired from the race. Now, it was an exciting race where we saw a new race winner, which has been the trend of MotoGP and Volkswagen Racing in 2020 where Michael Rubin Rinaldi finally got his first victory in his World Superbike career and took away the number one spot from Jonathan Ray and Chas Davies. So the race saw the crash of the main rival for Jonathan Ray, which meant Johnny Ray now is 30 points clear of the checks 30 points clear of his main championship rival, Scott Reddy. So the top six riders following the race one were Michael Rubin Rinaldi, who came in first for the Go 11 team. Jonathan Ray for Kawasaki Racing team came in second. Chaz Davies for the Aruba Ducati team came in third. Michael Wandemark for Pada Yamaha came in fourth. Toprak Razgatlioglu for Pada Yamaha came in fifth. And Alex Lowes for Kawasaki Racing team came in sixth. Now with that exciting race which came to an end, it was time for the Super Bowl race in the Terrell weekend. The Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl race, Scott Redding, main championship rival of Jonathan Ray, scored a stunning victory as, his, as he bounced back from his race one crash. He took his first bowl victory of the season in the Dissau Super Bowl race. 
Reading started from third as he passed race one winner Michael Rubin Rinaldi and then he passed Jonathan Ray in at turn 15 on the opening lap. Reading managed the gap beautifully to Ree as he claimed victory and took his 10th World Superbike podium. Ree took the second position while Rinaldi secured his second podium in two races. Alvaro Batista finished in fourth place after a strong showing in the race. It took the Spanish rider a thrilling battle where he won and took over the fourth place from Chaz Davies. Chaz Davies had to eventually finish in fifth and Alex Lowe's finished in sixth. Now, top rack Razgat Lioglu of the Pata Yamaha World Superbike team claimed a seventh place finish after a late charge from Leon Haslam. The British rider eventually finished in eighth place, while Tom Sykes completed the front three rows for the race two after finishing in ninth place in the Super Bowl race. It was an exciting Super Bowl race where we saw the main rival from Jonathan Ree, which was Scott Redding. He managed to overcome his race one mishap with a fantastic win as he secured his first Super Bowl of the so first Super Bowl win of the season. Jonathan Ray consolidated his lead with the second place, while Michael Rubin Rinaldi scored his third podium on the row. It's his second podium on the row. So a fantastic race for all of these three as uh, they took the top honors in the Super Bowl race while Alvaro Batista came in, secured a brilliant fourth position and Chaz Davies and Alex Lowe finished up the top six with fifth and sixth. Now with this intense race done, it was time for the race two in the Terrell round. Now in the Terrell round, the main headline read, Jonathan Ray took takes his 96th World Superbike career victory. Yes, Jonathan Ray again wins another race and consolidated and further consolidated his lead at the top of the championship rankings. Jonathan Ray fought hard with Michael Rubin Rinaldi throughout the race as he took his championship lead to 36 points. The pair fought majority of the 18-lap race with eventually Ree coming on top. Redding passed Jonathan Ray on the opening lap at turn 13 to take the lead in the race, but he eventually was not able to get past Ray when the checkered flag was up. Michael Rubin Rinaldi took advantage of the Redding Ree battle on lap 6. As they went wide, Rinaldi was able to cut back through turn 9 and got the run on both the riders as he went inside Reading to take the lead. Now Reading and Jonathan Ree fought in the beginning of the race on the opening lap as Reading took the lead. Michael Rubin Rinaldi was right behind them and once they in between their battle went wide, Rinaldi was able to cut back through turn 9 and got a run on both the riders as he went and took the lead for the first time. Ree was behind Reading at that point of time, somehow managed to go ahead and pull a gap of nearly one second to Reading. After that, after that overtaking move, Ree took three laps to pass Rinaldi. Although the Italian rider did not buckle under pressure, Ree was able to get past him with Ree managed to get past him with ease. 
Michael Rubin Rinaldi eventually finished in second position as he claimed his third podium in three races. Although Re won the race, he had a few big moments in the race, managing a superb save after running wide. And then he had to manage another save in turn one shortly after passing Rinaldi. Redding this time was unable to match the pace of the leading duo and came in third place. Leon Haslam secured a fourth place while Alex Lowe finished in fifth. Michael van der Mark came in, came home in sixth position while top rack Rasgat Leoglu finished in seventh place. Loris Bass, Federico Karikosulo and Garrett Gerloff were among five Yamaha machines which made it to top 10. Eugene Laverty missed out on a top 10 place with an 11th place finish in the race. Marco Milandri took 12th place while Chabi Forrest finished in 13th place. Matteo Ferrari secured points with a 14th place finish while Roman Ramos of the Kawasaki team completed the race as a last classified runner in 16th place. Tom Sykes became the first retirement of the race as he pulled out into the pits on the opening lap. Maximilian Schiap crashed out on lap 4 while Alvaro Batista crashed out on turn 7 in lap 5. Chaz Davies was another one who retired from the race after crash on lap 13. Sylvain Barrier also was not able to finish the race. So this race came to an end where Jonathan Ray again showed his dominance in World Superbike by claiming his 96th victory. Michael Rubin Rinaldi showed tremendous form as he finished in a podium position for the third race in a row. Scott Redding was not able to match the pace of Jonathan Ray in this race as he managed to finish third. So, these three riders took the top three honours of the podium in this race. Leon Haslam took the fourth position while Alex Lowe's took the fifth position. Michael Vandemark rounded off the top six positions with a sixth position finish. So a phenomenal couple of weekends came to an end with these three races. In 2020, we have seen a trend now of new riders claiming podiums in both MotoGP and also bike racing. This fantastic turn of events, especially in MotoGP racing, has seen us, has seen pundits not able to predict any sort of winner in the upcoming race. Now, especially in MotoGP, every rider looks to have a chance in the next round which came up. Every rider now looks to have a chance in every other race as this has become an exciting season for all the MotoGP fans. This season, we've seen winners change position, new winners on the podium and an open championship for the first time in so many years. This boards fantastically well for the MotoGP and World Superbike Racing as we go into another round of races with no idea or no clue about who is going to win 
the next race so with this the race weekend came to an end we had tremendous action in all the three races during the last couple of weekends and with more action coming up in the future weekends we hope that all the races that we see are as exciting as pulsating as the ones that we saw in the last few weekends now with this we end the analysis episode of our podcast we're going to bring you another episode of another similar sort of episode where we're going to discuss the general news from the motorcycling industry or the two wheeler industry and we'll give you an idea of what is happening or what kind of vehicles were launched and what were the main headlines in the two wheeler industry with this message we end our podcast episode don't forget to like comment and subscribe to our channel follow us on social media to check out all the updates about the latest episodes of our podcast and by the way our podcast is available on youtube as well so you can go to our channel motorcycle tv and check out the audio episodes of our podcast on youtube so we request you you enjoy listen enjoy follow share subscribe and do everything to support our podcast so that we can bring you more episodes and make it the premier podcast for the two wheel industry in india with this message before we leave we must say ride safe always wear your protective gear and ride everywhere but after the pandemic now this important message i your favorite motor, mr motorcyclologist takes your leave and we'll see you in the next podcast episode till then it's goodbye from me ciao